0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Your podcast works perfectly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I'm here. I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, peon of podcasting, and we're ready to Don't click explain some the pictures. <laughs> I was not explaining the joke. I was just making an additional reference so that those who (laughs) thought they got it were sure they got it. (laughs) Now we've explained the joke. Okay. (laughs) Not quite. Your Warcraft 2 works perfectly. (laughs) Happy now? (laughs) All right. So uh, we're going to play some click picture. I'm going to explain it because- why not? uh this is a game where we grab a random stock photo from a list of weird stock photos and we paste them into our discord so we alone can see them, but then we describe them to you, the listening audience, and from that we will come up with a game design, and then we'll go on to some other stuff, yeah, so yeah, three two on tender, yeah, oh, we have like a, a like a little comic strip thing. So, we have a very buff man. I need to open a ring. I don't know whether I like this. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Let's see where we go. Very buff man, uh, down on one knee to a a woman in a wheelchair offering what looks like a diamond ring. So, presumably proposing marriage. Mm -hmm. He then very casually- Oh, and they're by a pool. He then very casually in the next photo is behind her- Pushing the wheelchair right onto the edge of the pool, with her kind of looking questioningly back behind her. Oh, so he's just in his underwear and and like socks and white like all white. Like I guess he's kinda like a pool boy or a tennis yeah, coach or something. Pool boy. Know, and she's all in black, long black dress.
0: She's a mature lady. Oh,
1: yeah. You know, forties. He's a bit <laughs> younger, in his twenties or something. Yep. It's very much evoking the kind of um, like soap opera cougar relationship.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
1: anyway, and then, then in, in the in, last In of- the <laughs> last one, she's face down in the pool just to finally get to it. And he's like smiling at her. <laughs> Look, I think we could lean into the soap opera sort of feel. Yeah, uh, I think you got to. Yeah, like it's got to be a bit over the top. There's obviously some weird, weird relationship thing going here. He's presumably like- I mean, it's it, you don't just propose and do this. Maybe he's really stupid, but I was going to say he's like marrying her
0: for her money. Yeah, and, and doesn't then- realize that just because she said yes <laughs> yeah, that you doesn't mean that- Knock her off and- <laughs> He's immediately in the will and <laughs> <laughs> is her spouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: He's <laughs> like, but don't you see my muscles? She loves them. She wants to marry them. <laughs> Give me all the money. So I'm sort of thinking like a cast of characters, almost a, almost like a Knives Out feel to it in a way, where yep. you've sort of got this maybe
0: this murder. You, you you play the Sherlock Holmesian sort of character who comes in and solves it within like two seconds. <laughs> well, sort I mean, of saying. if
1: this is the if this if we're actually going with the murder depicted in these pictures, then yeah, it's pretty obvious. But uh, yeah. maybe we'll just take it as inspiration for a, a soap opera ish, uh, over the top murder mystery. I, I'm kind of liking this idea. I'm pitching like pitching like a weird retro 2D style sort of thing where you're just hearing the testimony. Like, you're hearing the story from the different people. Because um, I'm sort of getting this idea of, like, picking them out of a lineup and saying, all right, you, next I want to hear your story. And then you kind of get their side of it. And I don't know if it plays out or you get, like, a little animation. I, th- I think or- it, it's,
0: it's nicer if it plays out as in it, whether, whether it actually plays out so you can play something in it or in it or you know you can sort of maybe you see the scene come up and then you can sort of click around the scene and it it describes their- ooh actually
1: what a, what could be interesting okay here's here's my pitch it's again it's sort of the retro pixel art style as you hear their testimony you kind of you see um, like a, a, a very pixel stylized animation play out of what they're saying happened with sort of no text. It's just like little icons of them. You know, if they say they talked about another person, then it's just a talk bubble with like sort of sims ish, right? Like a talk bubble with that person's face come up and then, mm-hmm. but then as you go, as you, and, and they're relatively short, like maybe 30 seconds. But it goes over all the things. But as you hear different people's testimony, you can interrupt that by clicking somewhere. And then it's almost like a papers, please ish thing where it's like, or, 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 you know, like a Phoenix ride, I guess, where you're saying, okay, wait, no, this one. And, but all you've got to select from is someone else's face that you've heard the testimony of, right? Um, so oh, you're, ba- yeah. you're basically yep. saying like, Click at this point on, on a particular thing on the screen and then click on someone else and you're basically saying, no, this person's testimony, like, refutes that in some way. So, you're sort of having to, like, to like call out these, ind- these discrepancies by, um, by remembering who said what and what they said happened.
0: So, are these um, things automatically put into a, into a journal for you? So, you can, you can go back through the journal- at any time and sort of say, this person said this and you don't use yeah. that to actually do, do the connections. Mm. Um, but, you know, you you can refer back to it at any, at well, any I point. Think, so yeah, that I think you, maybe you can refer back.
1: Yeah, because um, my,
0: my big problem about a lot, of, a lot of adventure games back in the past is mm. if you saved it, <laughs> saved the game and, <laughs> and then, then came back to it six yeah. months later- you forgot.
1: Well, I think maybe- So, here's what I'm sort of thinking is happening is it's almost like you're trying to unravel all of these testimony testimonies to make them all line up and and not have any um, discrepancies. And so, at any point, you can say, okay, I want to hear yours again. And you can just hear- they it. they get al- snarky.
0: <laughs> and you can just watch it a Yeah, like, you maybe
1: you'll get again? a little bit of text, yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> but you can just watch theirs all the way through again. And if, and, and I think as you, like- find a discrepancy, then they change their story um, and then that's what they tell you every time. But then yeah. that change might introduce a discrepancy with like, you know, person number five's story or whatever at a different point. So, um, yeah, and I think I think the goal is that you're basically discovering all these discrepancies until all of their testimony lines up and at that point you should have all the information you need to know exactly what happened and who did it.
0: Yeah, I think what you've got to try and stay away from, though, is one of the problems that the Phoenix Wright had, especially in the later, um, like, chapters in each yeah. game, yeah. was that the contradiction was such a tiny little thing that didn't really make sense that you ended up, you know, getting to the point where you just everything, you just tried everything, everything against yeah. everything, just yeah, to try and find that one little contradiction.
1: I think you definitely have to limit that to a certain degree so that- I mean, I think there are there are pretty obvious things that you can click on. Um, but, you know, there might be multiple things in each scene uh, or in each little section that you can say, no, this or this or this or whatever. Uh, I don't know that you'd go to the level of having to say specifically what it is in the other scene that, mm-hmm. you know, because that's getting a bit too much. So, I guess you could brute force your way through it and just like click on everything and click on every face and then yep. you and you'd get through it but i think you'd make it so the permutations of that were so much that it would take so long it wouldn't be worth it yep. um but yeah you're right i think you'd definitely have to make sure they were they were things that would change that would necessitate a change in the story right it's not just some little thing like oh but it was a a blue handkerchief and you said it was a white handkerchief or whatever unless that was actually important to the story yep.
0: and in this case it looks like it's just a blue wheelchair <laughs> the wheelchair was blue yeah i, I don't he know was he was wearing white underwear <laughs> and had a nipple ring
1: which he, he had mean. three nipples <laughs> all right i think uh I think let's move over to some ramped up
0: click pitch so ramped up click pitch is a game where we each have a random phrase generator an adjective and a noun and on the count of three, two, one click, we're going to click refresh, we're going to take those two words, we're going to throw them at each other, we're going to come up with a game design just like we did with click picture, and then when it doesn't, uh, like, we can't think of anything else, we'll throw it away and be done with it. Yeah, and get another one. Four okay, we'll see what sort of stupid mood I'm in tonight, because I've being <laughs> watching some comedies. Nice. So we'll see what happens. Nice, Three, nice, two, one, nice. click. Computerized luck
1: dingy forefront so uh dingy forefront made me think of like for some reason it made me think of like a run down kind of dock like a beach town or something I mm-hmm. guess forefront kind of makes me think of like the I don't know on the ocean, I may be thinking of like beachfront or whatever, but whatever yeah, forefront
0: mm, um, for sure
1: for sure that yeah, I was probably thinking of foreshore beachfront anyway. That's fine. That's my inspiration. Uh, yep.
0: Computerized luck, I was thinking almost like a, a t- an old Tats Lotto sort of um, news agent.
1: Yeah, well, what this very much gave me the vibe of was the- um, What was it? Is it the, the um, Zoltar machine in Big? Yep. Do you remember they find it on like the old pier at the end? Yep. That's what, that's what it gave me the vibe of, like some old- whether it's like a Coney Island style carnival place or just some old pier that's got some old arcade games or whatever but it's some sort of like try your luck machine and then maybe it has
0: then we I don't know we revolve a game around that somehow <laughs> okay i'm i'm seeing adventure game it's it's one of these old sort of claw machines mm. that yeah. um when you try your luck, you, you get out, you know, a prize, but these prizes are somewhat prophetic in their, in their, ooh, yep. In, in whichever prize you pick up, you know, something regarding this particular prize is gonna, is gonna happen. So I'm getting kind up, of a,
1: a Stephen Kingish vibe as well.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of almost getting a Jumanji esque vibe, vibe as okay. well. Like, you know, you, p- you pick up a, um, like an alien, and that night <laughs> aliens visit. Oh, okay. Sort of thing. Okay, so it's not just prophetic in that, like you know,
1: you, you you use the claw machine. It's like okay, up a bit, up a bit. All right, now right, 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 right. Okay, down, 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 and like it's a broken leg, and then you break your leg, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you'd pull a broken leg out of the thing, but it's not just something that might happen anyway. Yeah, you're saying more of that Jumanji- Jumanji-ish thing where it's like, oh, no, this is definitely making this stuff happen. Like, we are dealing with something here that is causing changes in our mm-hmm. lives.
0: Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, just, a- just a little aside, mm-hmm. you do see, like, the run-down Zoltar machine. Oh, Yeah. But yeah. um they say, Oh, that thing that thing looks like it's been about out of action for years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for approximately thirty
1: seven yeah, years.
0: Or Not in- that they can remember what our game, the little and the big, was oh. Oh god, we did one, didn't in, we? Yeah. Yeah. Back in like episode four. <laughs> How close but, was I uh, um, oh, ninety eight now? I was a bit off. I thought it was a little bit earlier.
1: Um eighty eight, I mean.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think I think you know you can make reference to to this old time machine saying that thing looks like something out of the eighties or yeah or something like that. Whereas I'm, I'm going to play this in new
1: that. and shiny claw machine that has bright lights and <laughs> gives me prizes. Uh, yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm I'm picturing this as a like a group of kids, like tweens or something, get a bit of a Goonies or Stranger Things sort of
0: Ooh, vibe happening. I- I wonder if this is one of those claw cool machines that- You know how there's some that um, everyone wins a prize, and so you've got the big prizes that you can win, yep. and then you've got, like, the lollies that you can you can yeah. also win. Yeah. So I'm thinking that the lollies are like fantails, that when you open them up, they've got, like, a little um, sort of- <laughs> Like a riddle or a- A riddle or, or a line on there, and yep. they're, they're the smaller sort of- um, Smaller sort of- like, prophecy things yeah, that, that happen to come
1: through. Yeah, okay. I like I like that idea because I, I, I love this idea that, yeah, they're at this shitty carnival, they're getting- They're, like, 12 or 13, so they're getting too cool for, like, the rides and stuff, you know, until they yeah. get to, like, 22 and then they're going to love them again because they're over that teenage bullshit. Um, but, no, they're getting to the point where they're, like, oh, my God, like, why are we here?
0: And, like, well, we might it's as so well that try time. That when you know when you were a teenager that you thought that you knew everything, oh yeah, and then all of a sudden you realised that fuck no I didn't, no you knew and nothing. rides are actually really cool, and why didn't I realise that? Yeah, and you wasted all that time being a fucking angsty douchebag. All this time that you could have been riding on the on the on a fucking on a roller coaster on a roller coaster. Like, come on,
1: they're fun, uh, but yeah, they're they're just like, oh well, we might as well you know I don't know. Or one of them one of them decides hey like. I remember these, you know, the one who's who's maybe a little bit younger or is just maybe a little bit, you know, less mature and so is still still has the fun kid side
0: of things. Is this set in like say the twenty thirties or the twenty forties when these sort of machines went out of date in like you know, the the late twenty teens or whatever. Yeah. They went out of fashion.
1: Yeah, yeah, we can And do so that. it's
0: it's just what's sort of remaining. So in, this is like our the kids sideshow. when they hit teen, well, or like yeah, our kids when they hit teenage years. Yeah, so I'm pi- I'm picturing that each of these kids have got like these fancy, you know, um, holographic screens on their on their phones and all this sort of stuff. That oh yeah,
1: they got cool accessories on their gas masks that they need because the air is not breathable. Um, you know their little sun protection umbrella ha- hats that have come back into fashion because everybody needs them to protect themselves <laughs> from the vicious burning sun Uh that are the coolest brands. But, yeah, I think one of them, like, gives it a go and they lose, but they get a couple of these little lollies and they're like, uh-huh, it's got, like, little jokes inside. The first one's just a shitty, you
0: know, dad joke or whatever. Um I mean, the the real problem is the fact that, you can tell this machine hasn't actually been opened since like the twenty tens. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing in there about oh my god, are you going to eat that? <laughs> like it's been in there for decades. Uh, but then the next one they open and it like has this weird prophetic kind of saying on it. Uh, um, which yeah, I'm, course-
0: I'm sort of seeing that it's it's like really really specific to this particular person
1: yeah 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 it's like weirdly specific to the person or the group or at least someone in the group yeah and they all just they all kind of get weirded out and like they all laugh it
0: off they laugh it off
1: but you can tell that they're freaked out
0: you know they take two three steps and you know it said something about um you know uh be be careful of of you know the the boards on the pier or something like that and they they put their foot right through one of the boards on the pier
1: yeah um, yeah it's, yeah it's like if three steps on the on the pier you step your leg shall crack and do a flip <laughs> Do a flip? <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't think of that was a bad run. Has there nothing that runs with it, flat with step? Yeah, there's. It's there's not actually. That many hard. things. <laughs> but anyway, it's a it's a it's a it's a slam run, um, and yeah, they like slip and bust their ankle or something, and um, and basically, it doesn't prove it to be true, but it really freaks them out.
0: Yeah, and and they they start to think, oh, what could this other what could this other lolly actually you know, mean, and it was.
1: Oh, they something. look at the jo- they look at the previous one then that they that didn't strike them as weird. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like Yeah, it's like what's black and white and red all over a newspaper. <laughs> and they're like Pff, newspapers.
0: Newspapers have been dead for
1: decades. Doesn't everyone know millennials killed the newspaper? <laughs>
0: <laughs> millennials killed the newspaper. Paper, man. So- <laughs> they just mur- they
1: just started murdering. There was the great it was the, it was the great newspaper boy call of twenty twenty three. Those damn millennials. <laughs>
0: what's a what's a
1: newspaper? <laughs> but then, like I don't know, a newspaper blows past and hits me in the face. It's from it's from
0: fifteen years ago. I kind of like the idea of you know it it talks about reading you know the the third column. In, in the classified. Oh, of,
1: okay. Like, okay. reference references something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you go home and you look in your attic and there's this new old newspaper and you, you look in there in the classified ad and you, you find something about, um, I know your, your parents, uh, that you can, you can actually tell that that, that's where they, they sort of were s- searching for each other sort of thing. Oh, like a um, misconnection. A misconnection, but you know, obviously it worked out because you're you're here. Oh, and there's something um, around
1: the claw machine like maybe they like met an arcade or something.
0: Yeah. And I don't know, you, you could have something fun with going back in time with that sort of stuff and and the idea that this kid finds out, oh hang on, you know, maybe maybe there's some more prophetic things that happen there, but they get really, really dark really, really quickly.
1: Oh yeah, I think it starts. then it starts like whatever, alien invasions and Oh yeah. Demonic possessions and. But in the meantime, they Broken find legs. out, you know, what the real, the true meaning of friendship and that their parents are real people. And, you know, even though they're divorced now, they had a love that was real and
0: <laughs> the usual shit. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and let's, of course, you know, this whole misconnection thing, you know, happens to be that. Oh, it turns out it was. That's what gets them the- together again. Like, they. Oh, it rekindles kind of-
1: or No, or it turns out, like, they assume it was their parents, but it was actually, like, this kid's dad and another kid's mum, and they re- <laughs> they reconnect
0: <laughs> after decades, and there's a real true misconnection. Oh, because you know that it's, um, you know that it's actually a, um, like a nickname that the dad calls the mum or something like this. Yeah. Yeah, or something. And, There's some and connection say, there. I, I'm looking for my, I'm looking for my Snooky Bear sort of thing. Right. And it's like it's it's what he always says, but it turns out that you know this is a recycled nickname. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. But, but then you have this whole romantic totally scene
0: up your parents' yeah, relationship and all this sort of stuff.
1: Oh, okay. They're not already divorced.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they are now, they are
1: now. But then you have this whole <laughs> romantic scene with these with these two, you know, previous. Lovers from a who who never found each other again find themselves in front of the claw machine that they, you know, once, you know, it all comes back and all comes round. Uh, and then one of the kids like uses the claw machine again and everyone's like, no! And they get a, they get a fucking creature out and it comes to life and kills them all. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's a Chucky doll. You got the Chupacabra. <laughs> you got the Chupacabra. <laughs> I didn't even know that was in there
0: no i think I think that just snuck in there, like you can see a big hole in the back oh <laughs> yeah. no that's that's just a fucking drop bear that climbed into the back <laughs> next to the hoop snake, yeah, <sighs> all right, three three <laughs> ooh, this kinda these kind
1: of go together, ripened cognac, flushed, sighting. Oh, well, flushed is interesting because you might get flushed from drinking. Um, Cognac's a type of wine, right? Or is it a sham? It's like a- Oh, it's a brandy. Okay, brandy. It's fine.
0: Um, See, cognac, I'm straight away thinking like men's club sort of thing. Men's club with c- cigars and- Oh, like the old-fashioned- Yeah, old-fashioned men's club. Okay.
1: Can we lampoon it in some way because it's like a totally sexist patriarchal thing.
0: Okay, so this old abandoned um men's club. Okay. Has been com- has been converted mm-hmm. into into like um has been bought by these two women. They saw um they And look, saw this- they
1: might still be into cigars and fucking, sh- get, like, hunting and horse racing, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's why um, they I, bought it. I just like the idea that they bought this place, you know, it's been run down for years, and it's sort of, like, as they go through, like, the bar and all that sort of stuff, they mm-hmm. find the- Like, these this old um, brandy- This old, like, cognac and all these boxes of, of cigars, and and they're sort of going through, uh searching through old documents and that sort of stuff, and mm-hmm. they sort of- Come across this almost old mystery that um, is in, is in a logbook or yeah. something like that.
1: Look, I think that can be part of it. I'm kind of liking the idea of almost a not quite a Stardew Valley, but like <laughs> it's a-, a match three. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Sorry, as match I had three. to do it. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking more of like a um. What's that? There are a few games like this anyway, where you're kind of running a shop or. Uh, you know, putting out different stock and stuff or, or like improving the place, um, in a, in a Stardew Valley ish way, but maybe, you know, you've got this kind of sprawling property that yep. you are. So instead of like farming the land, digging things up and, and like finding mm-hmm. things in the mines or whatever, you're just like cleaning up rooms and, Finding stuff that yeah that unlocks kind of story bits and then the 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 relationships come from people who start coming in and patronising the place um okay. and, and and they're like oh like this is cool a, a, a new you know hangout club place you know it's not a men's club anymore it's just a I don't even know what you'd call it but uh, it's called the club the club it's <laughs> just the club and. Yeah, you start getting these people come in. But, yes, part of it is then as you go, you, like, find um, find out stuff about the history of it and all the racist white men that used to run it <laughs> and not <the> sorted, <laughs> like- but, but I think you, like, you find, like, the tunnels that during- Prohibition, Prohibition, they like brought liquor in through, and then that becomes, you know, a, a way to get around it. Like it really is this huge sprawling estate, and maybe there is some outdoor stuff and some growing or whatever, but it's not like farming. It's it's maybe growing and you know in the orchard or,
0: um, you know, it's it's a bit different in that way. Uh, I like this to be like a three-story building and a basement, and it's it's sort of like. You know, as you're going up through the levels, you know, you're, you're having to clear out all the debris and. Exactly, and so you, yeah. You only do the first level first and, and, well, you know, and you I sort think, of, I think, the like, entryway, the, um, the main area and, and like the bathrooms. That's all you do at the very start just to get it actually up yeah. and running. And I think like Star, then, you,
1: you've got a certain amount of energy each day, right? And you've got to use certain tools to be able to get through certain things that, and you, and to get that, you have to either save money to buy them or you have to craft them from other things like, You've got things to do each day and it'll take time to get through that. And as you do that, you know, you need, you have conversations with these people who come in. Initially, it might not be patrons and custom customers. It might be like the real estate agent comes in to check on you or, you know, the, the fucking person doing the permits or whatever comes in, but you start creating these relationships with these people. And I think maybe later on, you can like call them on the phone if you need to, like, if you need to progress a certain story thing. You know, like in Stardew Valley, they had like this person's available here at this time of the day or whatever. But you could have it that um, you know, as long as you call them during work hours or whatever, you can get them to come over or different things like that.
0: If you break down like the um, the boarded up tunnels, yeah, uh, downstairs in the in the basement, maybe there's a supernatural element that starts coming in <laughs> in in the fact that yeah like there 's a reason why they boarded up these tunnels
1: for sure they they definitely murdered people um, <laughs> poor people
0: <laughs> um, so i I kind of like the idea of, of sort of going in that direction that you know you don 't necessarily have to break down the tunnels and all this sort of stuff, but um, if you if you actually get down there, you can actually find you know the the ritual sacrifice room sort of thing and <laughs> and all well, these other sort of I, I mean weird- look,
1: I haven't got that far through Stardew Valley personally, but I mean, I think, like with that, that's just kind of how you start progressing the story, and maybe that's where even some of the the combat ish elements come in if you if you are going off that sort of stardew valley or or Graveyard Keep is another one that I've played a bit more of um mm-hmm. where like that's a way to also build up resources is you go down into the catacombs like into the fucking tunnels, the boarded up tunnels and You fight off ghosts and specters and other words for ghosts. You're
0: actually going down into the, you know, seven levels of hell or whatever it
1: is. (laughs) Or something, yeah. Like you can, you can have these multiple levels where it gets harder and harder. And again, and it just gives you a reason to then like be, be getting more money and keeping the club running and, you know, getting new resources by making these relationships with people. Like I really think you could follow that Stardew Valley. Slash graveyard keeper, um, yep. style, but yeah, it's a bit different because it is. They
0: really should have warned you. Do not leave the, um, the tunnels unboarded though, because it turns out that like, yes, just be, you can get down there, but other stuff can come up. Too. I like that. <laughs> I
1: love that idea of like, yeah, you have your day, you know, you've got a sentiment of energy or whatever you've, you've stocked up. You're like, okay, today I'm going to go down. I'm going to fucking bust some ghosts because I need ectoplasm for my, you know, New drink recipe. Um,
0: and then, <laughs> but as you come, the flaming nose have been really going well lately. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but, but you come back up and yeah, you forgot, you forget to like push the sarcophagus back in front of the,
0: whatever, the door.
1: And so when you wake up the you next you
0: forget to, you forget to actually put the salt line back in back over the yeah or whatever the like doubles. there's some sort of protection that you need to do every day if you
1: if you've broken it if you've gone through there and so the next morning you wake up I don't think it's catastrophic but you've ju- you've got like the next 3 days you've got you're having to like clear Fucking, you know, ghosts out, or you you start getting customers scared by poltergeists or whatever until you like fucking bring your sage over and burn it
0: and 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 yeah. clear the area. Um, Shit really gets bad on like the third week after you've left it because um, a zombie comes up, bites. Uh, Bites some of your um <laughs> your patrons, yeah, and then it like oh, it yeah. affects everyone in the patronage. <laughs> I think like, if that happens, you've just got like you. It's basically end game. You're, na- you're now serving like human body parts, and <laughs> <laughs> you just completely switch it up to completely new game world <laughs> because they're all your patron patrons now. Like if you don't if you don't do it, then they're going oh, right, to start yeah. wanting to eat you or your mo- or your waitresses.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Alright, I, I actually quite like that. I feel like you could build a lot on top of that. There needs to be more remixes of that of that kind of gameplay style. Yeah,
0: definitely. Cool. Three to one click. Three to one click. Two one click. <laughs>
1: okay, let's we'll see what we can do with this. Incurable stud.
0: Terrifying shooting. Ooh. Okay. I'm getting a
1: superhero origin vibe from this. Yep. A bit of Tony Stark with his shrapnel close to his heart, I then in like from just from the incurable, like something, some
0: sort of flaw that happens during a shooting. Yeah. And he gets like PTSD sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So he's sort of got to deal with the constant replaying in his head of, of those days' events and how close he came to dying. And a flawed superhero, it, it always, um, oh yeah, I mean this is, good to me. I mean
1: it's basically Batman at this point, but um, maybe this is an alternate reality Batman sort of thing where if something similar happened, but the to hero him. went in a different direction than just going all going all dark and broody.
0: Oh yeah, I, and I'm becoming a billionaire. The, the shooting happened to him; it didn't happen to his parents. Like his parents survived or whatever, and he got oh, shot. Oh, like, so you in literally do okay. He's the one that got shot but didn't die because- Is this
1: a world where Batman got, like, became paraplegic or something? Like, he got shot, it hit his spine. He became Oracle. Yeah, well, that's it. And, like, and so Bruce Wayne is- But does he the still become- The world's greatest detective. <laughs> oh, he still becomes the world's greatest detective, but he doesn't have- Like, he needs different gadgets then, like stair lifts. <laughs> <laughs> No no, I I I don't want to be flipping about that because you know, obviously um we we don't want people with disabilities to hate us. Uh no, I actually I kind of I like this idea then though that someone who yeah, who is who is paralyzed from the waist down um still yeah, becomes the world's greatest detective and and
0: uses still their- solves still solves crime, still becomes a um Still becomes, you know, somewhat a somewhat not necessarily a-, a vigilante, but he he becomes, you know, the, the the hero that Gotham needs, sort of thing. Yeah, well, I like, I like
1: this idea of Bruce Wayne more as a like phil- philanthropic activist, yeah. <laughs> um, but still fighting crime at night. Uh, but do, you know, doing it in in a different in in a bit of a different way that's not so selfish. Sort of thing. I I feel like Batman has a very selfish side to him where, he, you know, he's often- He does go out and fight crimes, but it's so much rooted around his own kind of- I don't know. I mean, I guess in that way it is his PTSD and his his feelings around his parents' death. But, yeah, in this case, he's got his parents to help him and-
0: Yeah, I kind of see that he wouldn't become that loner that Batman sort of becomes. Like, he he actually- has almost a, a positive spin on things happen for a reason. This is this has happened. There's nothing he can do about it. There's no point soaking about it. His life has been good. His parents have been around and all this sort of stuff. And I can sort of see this as him not not necessarily becoming a vigilante, but becoming, you know, using his brain and and joining, you know, maybe the police force or something like that, and actually uh, wanting to give back to the community because he can solve these crimes and doesn't want anyone, any other person going through what he had to go through. Well,
1: I think, I think because he knows all cops are bastards, he doesn't join the police force. (laughs) Uh, No, no, I I agree though. I think it's, it's using his brains, using his money in, in much more useful ways. Um, Yeah. To help, to help Gotham become a better place and fight these things in different ways. Um, It'd
0: be really interesting to sort of see, um, on the opposite side, how the Joker and the Riddler and and Dick Grayson and all these characters could still be in the story and have a different outcome because absolutely you know, Batman wasn't involved in the in the initial <laughs> like creation of and, yeah. and is this actually a better world because there was no Bat- Batman sort of thing
1: yeah I think that would be a really interesting course to take where yeah you're exploring okay do these villains like the joker and
0: others still come about and, yep.
1: and without batman violently stopping them as he tends to do
0: but instead passively stopping them through or at least just like,
1: yeah like doing it through Solving different means. the crime
0: and and you know using his i'm picturing that he's still got like a a bat cave sort of thing but it's actually more of a like he's built up this this Web of security cameras across the city. Well, I very much like
1: the idea of. I mean, the whole thing is, yeah, he's the world's greatest detective. So let's. So this is a more of a Sherlock Holmesy Batman. Yeah, but with a lot of tech, right? Like Sherlock Holmes generally doesn't use tech, even in the uh, even in the modern modern versions. so this is him still using his like fingerprint scanners and his you know rec- you know computer recreations and all this sort of stuff, except it's not then to go and just punch the bad guy in the face, um,
0: but to instead lead the cl- lead the police there and let the police do their job, sort of thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, or or bring them down in some way, like collapse their you know the 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 the. Um, the structure of their organisation or <laughs> whatever, right? Like, by planting yep. something or by changing something or tipping off the right people. It's it's much more cerebral.
0: So, yeah, no, not, c- not to give it away. And I do like the idea of him almost taking up the mantle of Oracle or something like that to, to give, like, the Barbara Gordon- um, Well, I mean- thing ago where where, you know, she she got shot in the in the comics and became Oracle instead of Batgirl. Well what could I be, like the what idea could of be him interesting is calling
1: back to that. definitely call back to that, but I'm pretty sure wasn't it some like didn't she get her injury in the course of some sort like Batman
0: storyline? Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, so the I- Joker like right. shot and it shot back, back and right. like made her a yes, paraplegic, okay. which is why it kind of has those parallels. Oh, okay. So she was back. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. Okay. Well, then,
1: yeah, I like the idea then that she she's not paraplegic. She is the vigilante out there.
0: Yeah. She- but I I'd like the the idea that he didn't help her become this vigilante. <laughs> no. She was always just going to become a vigilante.
1: Yes, I, I I think like he discovers her out there already. Like, I love this. I, I like the idea that he he never took on any bat symbology- Symbology? I think that's right. Anyway, yeah. symbolism. Uh, but she still did. And so, you get all this stuff of like- And this can be even a bait and switch for the audience of, oh, like the bat. Like, all the criminals are talking about the bat. Like, this, this new oh, yeah. gr- vigilante crime fighter that's out there. Except Bruce Wayne doesn't know who the fuck it is either. (laughs) And then, and then does show it in media
0: res, you know, where it's um, already partway through and, you know, you hear the bat talking about Oracle and then it shows Bruce Wayne sitting in the, sitting in the, in the wheelchair, you know, sort of helping, helping (laughs) the bat out. Well,
1: I kind of like the idea though of, yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I guess it depends on where you want to start the story.
0: Um, well, you can start it there, and then you can go back in time. Like, yeah,
1: that's true. That's
0: true. It's the typical three weeks earlier, or because whatever.
1: I do like the yeah. idea of seeing Bruce Wayne as this detective before you bring in, um, before you bring in that that Batgirl is is out there. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's like episode two or something. <laughs> Because you could come into it later and like show it in media res and everyone's like, oh my God, did he get his, like, did he get fixed or whatever? I don't know. Anyway, there are a few ways you could do it. But no, I very much like that idea of flipping that around. And yeah, making it much more of a detective game then, you know, maybe, maybe similar in, in similar to the Sherlock Holmes ish games in the way that you're gathering evidence and kind of making connections and solving
0: crimes. Yeah, and then just obviously going through sort of and, standard dialogue stuff. We, well, yeah, exactly. We don't see that often. Like, um, no, you I don't often the- see
1: a supervillain crime treated as a mystery, like a a, a, a crime to be solved. It's yeah. usually like track them down and 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 punch them up until you can arrest them,
0: right? Yeah, I I kind of like the idea of a CSI style game, but you you you're trying to pin down which supervillain it was and. And, you know, then trying to figure out who the supervillain actually yeah. is to-
1: It's like you walk into a place out. and you're like, so, I'm going to find out who put these giant green question marks everywhere. Who could it be? <laughs> 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 oh, I, do I have I a d- feeling this is the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually like that idea, actually, of either for one, either one, you do that and it's someone who's framing the Riddler. Um or two you have a you have a couple of cases where it is difficult to solve and then the third one you walk in and there's just giant green question marks everywhere and you're just like all right
0: fucking go over to his house <laughs> we know where he lives <laughs> but maybe maybe this is like the origin stories but I- i'm picturing that you could have That's so what, yeah. many of the um of the other Characters in you know Batman's rogues gallery. Oh yeah, I mean, look,
1: that's the benefit lesser known. Yeah, that's the benefit of Calendar
0: Man and all those other ones. Yeah, Condiment Man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real one. Oh god, (laughs) they did it in
1: Lego in Lego Batman. They brought they had him in there.
0: You sure? Uh, I've just played through Batman one, two, and three. No, the movie. Ah, really. Co- okay. Condiment King. Condiment King. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, makes use of various condiments, sometimes capable of causing anaphylactic shock.
0: <laughs> it does say he's generally used a comic superpower. Supervillain power. Yeah. I know that that would really take in a different, different direction. No, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I really think DC should, should do more with their- um, with their properties, really, that and Marvel, like you've got all these properties, and you could do in the in the games, just come up with some weird idea that is so out there that absolutely you know, people would like, love
1: to veer away from the standard. Yeah, the standard superhero kind of As much as I want to play, stuff.
0: you know, Marvel, the Avengers, or whatever that's coming out later yeah, on. It
1: looks awesome, but if I can do something different with it,
0: yeah, have have like um a side story set you know within the universe you almost play, like the um you play the owner of the shawarma shop <laughs> that the avengers frequent come on um or you know and then you get they've recruited. got that
1: they've got Shwama the man.
0: uh the cleanup crew that they talked about in in the um in you know, the start of Spider Man and Spider-Man that sort of yeah. stuff.
1: No, that'd be cool yeah. for sure. Having, having this
0: this cleanup crew go through and and almost do like a you know the viscera cleanup duty sort of <laughs> sort of <laughs> game. But that'd be in cool, the aftermath automatically. Of-
1: Have they not done that? They should do a Viscera cleanup duty sort of
0: game for super for a superhero
1: universe.
0: Yeah, I know that they did one for because um, I feel like I've there was a spin off for times.
1: Yeah, I actually played a well, a um, reasonable few levels of the first one. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, they I did a Shadow Warrior and a, and a yeah. Santa Claus one.
0: Yeah. I yeah. have. I've got Shadow Warrior. I used to have somewhere the, the normal Viscera cleanup duty, but yep. I don't.
1: Oh, um, they do have a supervillain one. Viscera cleanup detailed the Vulcan Affair DLC, where players must clean up the secret island lair of a supervillain whose plans for world domination have just been foiled. That's cool. Oh, I I love that idea. Got to try that out. Well done, guys. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's been done. Awesome. (laughs) All right. I think we need to move on uh, because we've talked enough Batman. Three, two, one click.
0: Ooh. Studied sand.
1: Well, this kind of goes with that. Blemished seafaring. Are you some sort of ocean explorer with a perfect record that has just been blemished in some way? By finding and
0: s- so you become a pirate, and you're studying all the beaches trying to find buried treasure, yes,
1: or <laughs> you become a scientist and you're studying the zen and <laughs> no I don't know um well, I was kind of thinking that ooh you, ooh you I kind
0: of like the idea of of a of a modern day pirate okay. um, who uh you know sort of. Gets gets beaten on the high seas by you know his crew or whatever, and then decides. Well, I don't remember where we where we buried all that treasure. I'm going to become a scientist, study all the different, <laughs> and and basically it's almost like a, a a pirate sort of adventure game where you know you're now trying to scientifically deduce. Where the um, buried
1: treasure is, based on where like the
0: buried treasure is, and and you know sold some other consistency some other of things. the sand. Meanwhile, and- you you know you're sort of trying to hide the fact that you used to be a pirate, so you can't keep on saying r all the time. <laughs> <laughs> These in modern day, I'm not sure
1: modern day pirates say are Um, look, it depends on how much you want to lean into the piracy stuff. I do. I quite like the idea actually of a, of a pirate turned straight, like turn good in that way, like going going straight. Um I think you do set
0: it more in the classic kind of pirate We just said it in modern times, but pirates never died out, so <laughs> classic pirates still exist. Okay. They've just got technology now. <laughs> or oh, <all right. laughs> pirates with iPhones. <high> <laughs> <laughs> they have to go up on the crow's nest to
1: get a signal. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> It's like I get one bar up here, land ho Signal ho We're close to
0: home Me millennial mateys And and I, I I love the I love the idea that the only reason why the guy's up in the crow's nest is to is to get the signal and he does, you know, the um the hotspot sharing so everyone else can use their iPads to <laughs>
1: They're like, all right, check the bureau of meteorology and see where the storms are coming. <laughs> <laughs> You've got pirates with like they're missing a leg, but they've got those fancy like, prosthetics. Prosthetics, like the running prosthetics, though, like the the bouncing, <laughs> the flex <Yes>. ones. <laughs> it's like genetically oh, engineered God. parrots on their shoulders. <laughs> eye patches with screens on them. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing like these perfectly manicured or, you know, whatever, um, perfectly shaped beards that, you know, are, are just um, perfectly groomed and all this sort oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. And- fucking
1: <laughs> hipster beards with like, <laughs> yeah, they're full on. Got- they got all their product. You go into the captain's, like, captain's quarters and there's just like
0: beard oils. Yeah, and- exactly. <laughs> beard cones and oils and. <laughs> <laughs> um, also and, and this I- old school like um coffee machine and he makes like a a you know a hot latte to go out on deck and tell <laughs> all, all the people <laughs> off and all this sort of stuff oh <laughs> uh, i love the
1: idea of them like dealing with the fact that all that there aren't really that many um desert islands anymore they've all got fucking resorts and stuff on them <laughs> So they're like trying to they they bury their treasure and but they have to do it out of line of like the kids playing
0: volleyball on the beach. Yep. Um what what I'm picturing <laughs> is maybe there was a, there was a um the reason why our our protagonist who is um you know, an ex-pirate captain or whatever. The reason why he Sort of got kicked off of his ship or whatever is because he was in the South Pacific and he found a desert island and and got his his people to row ashore. But it turns out it was where the French were doing all the all the nuclear testing, <laughs> and so it's just all, like
1: completely radioactive.
0: All the crew members that went there to to bury the treasure, they all got cancer or whatever, and and basically oh everyone you, you yeah, know, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah yeah died yeah. because of radiation poisoning or something like yeah. that. And so they all mutinied against the captain and and the whole. The whole thing is, you know, trying. They to made
1: him walk the plank, and by plank, I mean one of them planked, and they had he
0: had to walk over them and go into them.
1: <laughs> and they put it on YouTube. <laughs> they put it on
0: fucking TikTok. <laughs> but I uh, know there's just something about like a modern day pirate that is still the classic, good old pirates, but they're just all hipsters and all this sort of stuff. Just yeah, I love. It no, just I love. This brings a smile to my heart. There's a fuck. <laughs> There's a fuckload of good
1: comedy you can pull out of that for sure. All right, but we'll leave that up to the game developers who eventually steal our <laughs> idea and make it.
0: Yo ho ho and a bottle of fine cognac. <laughs> Yo ho ho and a white claw. <laughs> Yo ho ho and a skinny flat laughter. <laughs>
1: Yo ho ho and a double whip frappuccino with extra caramel, three pumps.
0: All right, I think we're gonna. move. There's just something about that that just. Oh good. All right, I think I think we're
1: gonna move on to our final click picture. We do one at the start. We do one at the end. Three to one enter. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I love it. To cut this short, to make it very obvious, this is the Catanic, as in the Cat Titanic. We have two relatively grumpy looking cats. I mean, they're cats. Um, holding each other in the king of the world kind of pose with- Icebergs all around. Icebergs all around with literally penguins on them. The rats are jumping off the ship. Yeah. Uh, they're just in like a fucking tin, like- bu- um, Digging. Yeah. It's like a laundry- Oh, it's not even really no, dingy. it's like a basket. It's like an-
0: Ice basket or whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, and they have got a picnic. So, cats on the Titanic. I mean, the story kind of tells itself. So, how do we turn this into a game? That's, I guess, that's where the challenge comes
0: on this one. Yeah, I don't want to go the obvious of we just make all the characters cats. And no, I mean, that's that, it. yeah, that's
1: that's what this picture is obviously already doing. So let's not just do the game version of that. Let's say, how can we, how can we shift this around a bit?
0: Oh, I'm just wondering if they're going out for for a bit of a sailing trip. They thought they'd you know be a little bit funnier, uh, and you know call their call their vessel the Catanic. Um, you know they've they've got these these mice to to have during their picnic and all this sort of stuff. Um, but as what happens with the Titanic, where shit goes mm. south, um, they sort of drift a lot further south than they were they were expecting. Uh, Because they left from Tasmania, and they kept on drifting south and south and south, and they reached Antarctica. All right. Or- Yep. Do we make this a game where you
1: play the famous filmmaker, James (laughs) Catmurin, trying to make (laughs) the movie of the Catanic? Yep. And everything goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's actually the story of the making of the movie- with cats,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, oh, I'm, I'm just imagining having to deal with like these these two diva cats who don't get along. But yeah, they're they're the romantic interest. Yeah, I mean, you've got
1: Cat Winslet. I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo de Cat Rio. <laughs> it fucking writes itself, man. <laughs> or Leonardo DiCaprio like purring. DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, um,
1: and then what sort of game is this? I mean making a movie with cats is hard already because they just like in the middle of a shot will knock all the props off a table. Um you know if if they're doing a sex scene, the purring ruins the sound you know and there are, there's obviously a famous sex scene in in this movie yeah uh, oh god
0: <laughs> i i am I'm, I'm just picturing like um i know that this is um you know got got a a rather you know too posh looking cats but i'm I'm picturing almost the leo de de cat prio or whatever um he's going to be. You know, a, a more mangy, tabby sort of cat. and Oh, yeah. And you have, like, you know, the real royal, like- Oh, um, she's a-
1: yeah, she's like a Siamese cat or Winslet. something, right? Yep. Uh, I'm also amused by the fact that, like, cats hate water and- Yep.
0: She's um, still not letting
1: him on the fucking door.
0: You, you definitely have to be playing, um, you know, James Catburn. Yeah, um, I think so.
1: Either that or because like one I, of his I like PAs. the idea of
0: having to set up a shot and have, you know, these cactus. Uh, <laughs> really not want to-
1: <laughs> Oh that one was a stretch. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I was thinking, does it does it work as cactus or or is it more um act cats than and then that didn't didn't work, so Cesperians <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Think- and you got to try and stop this movie from becoming a catastrophe. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> well, I think I think I, I like the idea that it's just a series of shots, and in each shot, you've got a number of challenges that uh, that come from the fact that you're all cats. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, Cat Winslet keeps trying to like bat at the boom mic, so you have to like get her a fucking lapel mic instead. Uh, but then later on, some nude scenes. So how do you do that?
0: Uh, <laughs> um. you gotta you gotta deal with like food services and all that sort of stuff and it's all just rats and and other other things that cats like you know sources of milk
1: (laughs) yeah well that's it they've all got they're all divas they've got all their their fucking needs catnip
0: they're off doing catnip in their spare time getting high oh yeah um so i think it definitely starts out as as you know they're they're on this on this um, smaller than the Titanic sort of ship, but they're actually on this ship, you know, with a whole heap of other people and they're trying to, they're trying to film this with everyone else, um, on board. Yep. And then, you know, they're filming for so long because these, um, <laughs> these cats are, are really not, not fulfilling their, their duty. They, they just, oh my God, to get them, float the- too, too far south. To, to, so I was
1: just going to say, to get them to hit their mark, you have to use a laser pointer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like no but over there. While, <laughs> while you're doing this as um James Cameron, um
1: okay, there's an you've also got to fight
0: the or- fight the urge to chase after the laser pointer yourself.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. There's like a little meter, so that balancing that, yeah. act of
0: yeah of not wanting to do that, not wanting to play with the play with the wool ball and all those sort of Yeah, look like
1: it's hard being a cat in a cat's world.
0: Yeah, and and the fact that <laughs> you've only got x number of minutes um, to actually uh, film each of these scenes because that sunbeam does look mighty inviting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like making its way towards you as the light goes. Oh man, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, I same think, here. I think <laughs> I think we'll leave it there for this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our episodes are there. Follow us and you'll get email notifications of our new episodes as they come out. Leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. Hear what you thought. Hear any ideas you had for any of the games we've come up with this week or in previous weeks or in future weeks. If you're listening to this in the future. We are also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of podcasts around pop culture and video games and other things. Uh, And look, there's a number of awesome podcasts in the network. Uh, Go and check out Comedy Rewind or The Hungry Gamers. or There's a a ton of great ones. Go to 8-Bit.net. You'll find us on a few episodes of some of those podcasts. It's like a scavenger hunt. Find where we are.
0: Okay. And I'd also like it if you could jump onto Facebook and follow the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. There are a lot of awesome podcasters out there. We've gone to them a few times to get some guests for the podcast. No doubt we'll be doing that again one day. Um, so follow the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on both Facebook or AGP Network on Twitter. And finally, we'd like to thank Curridus for the use of the song Mount Defiance" off of the album Containment Failure. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us
1: this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And Trevor. Yes. I want you to draw me like one of your French pussies.